0: So Galatians chapter two, Galatians chapter one, um, and uh, it, so let me ask this before I start reading. I just because obviously standing up here, this is this is a form you know for for thirty minutes whatever talking, but um, for me I always wonder, not for me but uh, how much is actually received, you know, because. Uh, the purpose of, of teaching or whatever is not just to hear myself, and, but really for us to grow, for us to learn, for us to uh, become who God has called us to become. So I just wanted to ask this question. Um, if you had to summarize or, or sum up kind of what's been the theme of what we've been talking about for, let's say, maybe the last three months, what would you say? What, what would you? There's no right answer. Just, I'm just wondering. Is anybody? You said love? Let's go. What'd you say? Love. Anything else? Or what do you guys think? Nothing. (laughs) Huh. Spiritual growth. Okay. Good. All right. Would anybody say love? Anybody else say love? Love. (laughs) The good news, like, who we are. What'd you say? how to be who we are. Very good. Okay. Awesome. Amen. Amen. Uh, Like I said, there's no, I'm not, there's no, it's not a trick question. I'm just, (laughs) just wondering um, because um, for me, from my point of view, I feel like I'm saying the same thing. (laughs) I feel like I'm saying the same thing, not because we're not getting it, but I just feel like the Lord is just he is just hitting us with who we are and what it is that we have and what we're a part of, and this gospel and and just a real understanding of it um so if it sounds like I'm repeating myself or we're repeating ourselves, we are um, but <laughs> it's I believe it's the Holy Ghost, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, if you got if you Amen. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got something good, right, might go on to something else? Just stay with it. <laughs> What'd you say? Eat cake, Eat cake every day. There you go. Right. <laughs> Amen. Um, okay, so uh, Galatians chapter one. Um, why don't we start at verse one? And um and um if you want to stand, just kind of get the blood flowing and to honor the word of God, that'd be awesome. And, and you can sit, be good. Switch things up so you don't fall asleep. Um, verse 1 Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ. Oh, my Lord, I didn't see that before. But by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins. Wow, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Uh, chapter 2, verse 6. No, I'm sorry. No, chapter 1. I marvel that you are soon, so soon removed From him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, uh, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so now I say again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Profited in the Jews' religion above my uh, many my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my father, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up into Jerusalem, to them which were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus, and after three years, and um, there's just a lot there. Um, <laughs> But verse 23, but they heard, had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preaches the faith which once he destroyed and they glorified God in me. There's more, but you're standing. It's all so good. Praise God. You can be seated. I'm sorry. You can be seated. Um, so um, so really, uh, like I said, so we've been talking about just really understanding who we are in the gospel. And um, because, and the reason is we have to have this. We have to know who we are. We have to know who we are. Everything flows from that. Everything flows from knowing who you are. Um, that's that's why you do what you do, because of who you are, you know. and um, And so understanding what it is that Jesus did for us. And so Paul s- states here in Galatians that if, that he was saying even in that day, there's people that are trying to pervert the gospel. They're, they're, they're coming in and, and, and not saying it, it's not true or whatever, but they're just twisting it in some way. And he's saying, and he said this, he says, and they would trouble you. And so the twisting of the gospel brings trouble to the believer. <laughs> because they're a sincere, sincerely wanting to serve the Lord, sincerely wanting to, you know, follow Jesus, but... If my belief is off, if my faith is off, if if my understanding of the gospel is off, it brings trouble. Um, because this whole thing is about faith. Right. It's about faith. It's about faith. So we have to believe the right thing. Amen. We we can't put our faith in the wrong thing or we'll get the wrong results. But so we have to know. And so you, if you look through the New Testament, Paul and and and, and the other Writers were constantly fighting against the perversion of the gospel that was taking place and trying to give them an understanding of, of what they had, of who we are and everything. And so um, we're going to we're going to go through this. I don't we won't get through it all today, but um, chapter two. He, he talks about verse two, and I went up by revelation communicated unto them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to them which are of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain, but neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised, and that because of false brethren, unawares brought in, who came in privately to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. So we see what the perverting of the gospel does. (laughs) It brings us into bondage. (laughs) It shackles us when we're supposed to be free. We're supposed to be free. And so so I think sometimes we can underestimate how big a deal circumcision was for them. Like it was not a small issue. It, it, It was huge because their entire religion Right, their their literally their entire identity from the old testament was circumcised or not circumcised. And here comes Jesus with a whole nother just it's not about circumcision, it's about a new creature that messed with their minds. That was so hard for them to understand. And so if we come from a perspective that, okay, Jesus loves me. It's all good. No problem. No issue. They were coming from, you got to be circumcised or you're cut off. God has no dealings with you. I mean, that was everything. Um, But the scriptures tell us that all of that was pointing to Jesus Christ. It was pointing to him. And so if you can understand the why Paul got fought so hard right because he's preaching a message that says you don't have to be circumcised you just have to put your faith in Jesus and that he circumcises your heart it works on the inside and it produces on the outside and they were like uh-uh no uh-uh we kill him <laughs> that's how serious it was the greatest persecution came from religious people. People who felt like, I'm serving God. Because religious tradition is dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. It's one thing if people like, I don't believe in God, there is no God. That's not uh, whatever. That's nothing. But someone who believes that they're serving God, and, and so they were so adamant against this gospel, They did not want that, they didn't want that freedom, that liberty, they couldn't understand it. There's places in the scriptures, and we're going somewhere, there's places in the scriptures in Romans. Actually, let's go there, we'll come back to Galatians, but I just want you to see this. Romans chapter 6, and um, he says in, I'm sorry, i got to find it, I should have seen it. Um, Okay, I'm sorry, it's verse 1. Romans 6, 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. So I just want to pause right here because you find it even in other places where Paul is saying he is literally talking about the arguments that were made against him. Because people were hearing, are you preaching a gospel that basically we can, we can sin because there's grace? And, and, and he's literally saying, no, God forbid, you're hearing me wrong. You're hearing with carnal ears. But that's the way his message sounded. It was so free. It was so, uh, it, it, it dealt with so much liberty that it's about your faith in Jesus. That the religious were like, no, nah, there's got to be something else. Somebody's running that? Okay. Okay, all right, okay, praise God, all right. No, it's all good, if somebody, we're good, if somebody's doing it, okay. <laughs> praise God, it's all right, I'm just, I just, I just come here. Um. <laughs> it's, all good. it's all good, we can have fun, right? <laughs> like, we're just family, guys, we're a family. It's all good. So, um, but no, so people were hearing, uh, you know, I read the scriptures now and I'm like, oh my goodness, people really thought they were accusing him of preaching what we would call sloppy agape, right? Um, This false grace of just, just do what you want. He loves you and it doesn't matter. That's what they heard because if you have the wrong mindset, you could twist it, you could get it messed up. Because and they wanted something that we could say, no, we we did this and we see it and we were circumcised and that's that's who's serving God. And and we know who's right, we know who's wrong, we we have control and and it's easy and it's simple and that's it. But Paul's preaching like, no, you can't get righteous that way. You can't get righteous by what you do. Your works have never equated to the righteousness of God. They don't equal that. And they're like, okay, okay, that's fine, but we got to, and he's like, no, 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 no. Like, there's nothing. Because even he says stuff like, if you do one part of the law, you got to do the whole thing. You got to be all in to Jesus or you're all into something else. It's either your righteousness is all in him or you're trying to, you're piecemealing it and you're not complete. You're not righteous if you're trying to get it some other way. And this was hard for them. They fought him. They fought the apostles over this stuff. And can I tell you that even now that same spirit works and it creeps in to the sincere. It creeps in to those that want to do the will of God. We want to please God, but it can creep in because the flesh wants control. The flesh wants to be able to pat itself on the back and say, look what I've done. I've accomplished something. And God says this, no flesh shall glory in his presence. When we get there, it's going to be because he got us there. I won't be able to look and say, man, I did this, I did that, and my good works, and Jesus, look at, it's going to be like, look what he did through me. Look what he accomplished in me. It's, it's, it's him. It's him. And that's, that was good news because for, you know, for, for those that were willing to hear it and receive it, it was good news. For the religious, it was bad news. For those that wanted to glory in their flesh, it was bad news. And they didn't like it. Uh, So flip really back, flip back quickly to Galatians. Sorry. Um, And um, he, he, he talks about how even that thing started creeping into Peter. Y'all ever read that? Chapter 2 of Galatians, where Paul had to stand up to Peter and say, you're not right. Can I tell you there's a danger for all of us? There's a danger for all of us creeping back to religious tradition because it's safe. It's safe. It doesn't take faith. I I can do it. I can see it. I set standards by which I can live, and then I live up to those standards, and it's all good. (laughs) That's, that's, and so I'm happy, right? Um, but this gospel, it's, it's, it's righteousness of God, and so Peter, and, and I think even Barnabas, it says in verse nine, that, uh, is it verse nine, I'm sorry, no, that's not it, um, a little bit further down, verse 13. It says, and the other Jews disassembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. This trying to go back to the law, go back to works. And, and, and then he says this, verse 15. Uh, verse 14, he says, but when I saw that they walked not uprightly uh, to the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you... Being a Jew, live after the manner of Gentiles, and not as do the Jews. Why are you compelling the Gentiles to live as, the, as do the Jews? He's literally saying, you can't live up to everything that you're telling other people they have to live up to. You haven't fulfilled the righteousness by the law. And so how is it that now you're judging other people that way? How is it that, that you feel like you're trying to make others live up to this standard that you can't even live up to? Right. And so I'm sure it, it wasn't. A, and so obviously, so circumcision, of course, Peter was circumcised. So him telling other people to get circumcised, that's easy because he had done it. But what Paul was saying, it's not just about circumcision, it's everything. And so what religious tradition does is it says the things that I've conquered in my life, I now can turn and judge you for not conquering them. The things that I fixed and and have gotten all right in my life, well, then that's what I can go back and judge you on. And that's what Peter was doing. And Paul was like, no, 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 don't fall into that trap. It's all by the grace of God. It's, It's your righteousness is by Jesus Christ. And can I say this, church, we got to be very careful that we don't look down on people because they're doing things that we've gotten over by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God that you are what you are. We need to remember that. There's some stuff that maybe we, didn't, we never struggled with, and we can say, how could you struggle with that? What's wrong with you? But righteousness comes by faith. It's not by the deeds of the law. It's not by your actions. And so you're righteous not because you don't do drugs. You're righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. There's a difference. There's a major difference. <laughs> wow. So being baptized, right? You could, we could dunk somebody in water, say the name of Jesus over them, But if they don't have faith in Jesus, those actions don't do it. It's the faith. It's the faith in God's word that does it. We're going somewhere, I think. Actually, I'm sure, but I don't know exactly where we're going. But um, verse 16 of chapter 2, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Wow. And then he goes on, he says this, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is there therefore is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. That's kind of the same language that he used back in Romans, that somebody is making an argument now. And the argument they're saying is, well, people are trying to live by grace, but they're sinners or they've done this or I've seen them fail in that way. So that shows that this thing doesn't work. And he's like, no, Jesus is still righteous. It doesn't matter how many people have failed. It says they become transgressors. Verse 18, he says, if, if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. But I do not, I do not discount what Jesus did. It does not discredit this gospel. And so we've had people over the years that have failed through grace they have they've talked about God's love and God's mercy and his grace and then they fail they don't do what they should and religious tradition will say see this is why it can't just be the grace of God this is why it can't just be God's power because they failed and Paul is saying no don't allow someone's failure to change you from what the real gospel is Don't allow it. You've got to be careful because the devil will try and do that. He will use our failures. He'll use our mistakes to try and get us to change the doctrine of Jesus. It's the same thing for for healing. Just because somebody prayed and they didn't get healed. That doesn't change that Jesus is a healer. So we don't allow our experience to define the word of God. I allow the word of God to define my experience. And so if the Word of God says, I'm righteous, I'm righteous. I don't allow my actions to define whether I'm righteous. It's the Word of God that defines it. Praise God. And so we can't get one before the other. People say this. They say, if I see it, I'll believe it. Not true. (laughs) Believe it, and then you'll see it. Put your faith in God. Put your faith in His Word. And guess what? That thing will be manifested in your life. And so, this is why everybody here, well, all right, trick question. Raise your hands. How many here is holy? <laughs> it's a trick question, which means there's a right answer, which is, are you holy? <laughs> what you, what, right? So, we hesitate. You, we're kind of like, ah. you know why? Who says we're holy? The word says I'm holy. Your actions probably tell you something different. Who do you believe? Where is your faith? If your faith is in your actions, then you'll only be as good as what you do and you'll never move beyond what you what you already are. But if your faith is in the word of God, you, it moves you beyond what you're doing to a place that he's called you to. That's what faith does. And so this is why we tell people, this is why I can preach a message to people. Listen, when you're born again, when you're when you repent, you give your life, you follow, turn, let go of the old and turn and receive the new. And he washes you and he fills you with his spirit. You're holy. You say, but you don't know I did all. It doesn't matter. He says you're holy. You're holy. You've got to believe it. You're righteous. You're set apart. You're clean. Believe that. And guess what? As you believe it. He's going to manifest it in your life. Religious tradition says do the works first. And then we'll say, "Ah, oh, that's a holy person. Look at what she's doing. Look at her. She looks holy. She's in the right way. She must be holy. We've gotten it twisted. We've gotten it messed up. You're righteous because I see all the things that you're doing. Righteousness doesn't come by the works. It comes by faith in Jesus Christ. And so if you see righteousness in me, it's because of my faith in Jesus. It's being produced. Praise God. So this is so important. I'm sorry, let's keep reading. Verse uh, 19, for I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is wow. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. If I could do enough works to become righteous, then it was a waste of the cross of Jesus Christ. That's the message I preach, if it's about works. But if it's faith, if it's faith, I'm saying he did it. (laughs) He did it. (laughs) He did it. And so my job, I'm crucified with Christ. I am dead to the works of the flesh and trying to accomplish it in my own strength. I'm dead to that. I let it go. I stop that. And I just allow the Spirit of God, to produce righteousness in me. And I just allow him to live through me. That's it. And so it's an exchange. The gospel is an exchange. Your life for his. Your work for his. (laughs) Your righteousness for his. Your power for his power. Your ability for his. Your faith for his faith just an exchange, and that's it. And so we've gotta exchange it with him. It's the greatest offer there is. I go out and I tell people this, I'm like, it's the greatest offer that anybody could ever offer you. He literally says, I'll take all your bad and I'll give you all my good. Only thing you've gotta do though, you've gotta let go of the bad. You've gotta let go of it, right? So we think of repentance as repentance is, okay, man, I'm doing this horrible thing and I gotta stop doing the horrible thing. The biggest part of repentance is my own mind is changing the way I think about my own life, that I have the strength to do it myself, that I can I can I can be pleasing to God in my own. No, I got to repent of that. I got to let that go. The carnal mind cannot, cannot please God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. The carnal mind, right? That thing we were born with. The thing we grew up, the thing we've learned, we've studied, and we've become very good at the carnal mind. And he's like, yep, great. And that thing will never please me. (laughs) All that stuff you got in there, let it go. You, You guys remember the scripture where Paul says this? He says, all this stuff, I was circumcised the eighth day, and Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, and all this stuff. And he says, but I count it dumb. Just It's all loss. I had to count it as nothing so that I could win Christ. I had to let go of it. That's the cost of this gospel. You have to let go of self. You have to let go of self. And, and, and so if you get into this thinking, okay, I just want to add Jesus. He can help here. He can help there. He can do something here. And then I can do the rest. It don't work that way you've got to be let it go it's all him it's all him um, but that's good news <laughs> that's great news because i'm convinced i can't do it <laughs> so i'll need him to do it praise god um okay what time is it i can't tell what time it is okay great Eight twenty-four. i guess six minutes um Okay, so chapter three is uh, amazing. Um, Can I just read verse one? Oh, foolish Galatians. (laughs) That's kind of offensive, right? This is a letter he wrote to them. Who has bewitched you? Right? In our language, what in the world has gotten a hold of you? (laughs) What are you thinking, you fool? He's talking to the church. We'd be offended. How dare? (laughs) But he's talking to the church that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Let me ask you a question. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Did you get the Holy Ghost because you had done everything right? Because you were a good person. Because you had done stuff to please God, and God was like, I'm just so pleased with them, so here you go. Or did you just believe? Did you get to a place where you were like, I, I believe what Jesus says about me. I believe that if I let go of my sin, he'll forgive me. That I can turn around, that he'll wash me, right? I, I'm... I'm You know, if you're if you're lifting your hands at an altar and you're praying, you're 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 putting your faith in something you've never seen, something you've never experienced, but you're believing, Okay, I'm going to. And so you're literally reaching for something you've never experienced in your life simply because the word of God says it. And he's saying that's how you got the Holy Ghost, because you reach beyond where you are, where you were into the place of what the word says was for you and you believed it. And God filled you with the Holy Ghost. And and so he he picks off this and he says in verse 3, Are you so foolish that you began that place? Like that's how you got into this. Do you now think you can be made perfect in the flesh? Do you think the rest of your walk is going to be anything different than how you first received the Spirit? Do you now think, okay, I got the spirit, now you can go back into the flesh? No, he's like that same faith, that same reliance, that same just surrender of just believing beyond my what I did, what I've done, who I've been, that's how you gotta continue. That's how you're gonna finish this race. And so we've got to be careful. And this is, and, and I say this because he's preaching to the Galatians that you got bewitched. Right. They, they, they had gotten a little bit off course because some stuff had come in that had brought bondage. If you're in bondage, if you're feeling weighed down, can I tell you, it's 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 the gospel. It's the truth that makes you free. That's so truth makes me free. If I'm not free, it's it's not because of a devil or any. It's because I'm not aligned with truth. Wow. Um, okay, he goes on in there, verse 4 and 5 and 6 and 7. They that are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So it's faith, uh, God would justify, verse 8, I'm sorry, in the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel to Abraham, saying, in the all shall, shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So it's faith. Right. Anybody heard the scripture without faith, it's impossible to please God. You guys ever heard the scripture in Romans where it says whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin, which makes sense. Right. Because without faith, I can't please him. So if I don't have faith, it's not pleasing. It's sin. So faith is all that pleases God. Righteousness comes by faith. Right. So it's all faith. But I can't have faith for you. Right, I can't have enough faith to make you righteous. So no matter how much faith my neighbor has or my wife has, it doesn't bleed off into me. She can't impart righteousness to me. Or f- it's it's me. I've got to give faith. So um, I just want to finish up with this one thing. Um, that, and so uh, in in some of those messages, I don't know how many heard uh, or listened to the message when I was talking about the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, and how Jesus, in the book of Revelation, you got to read it, he hates it. He hates it. He's talking to his churches, and he says, I hate it. I hate it. I mean, and the funny thing is, in the first place he says he hates it is when he's commending a church for not having it. He hated it that much. (laughs) Like, Ephesus didn't have it. He's like, I'm glad you don't have it, because I hate it. Like, so it's a big deal. (laughs) Like, he didn't just name random things he say, "Oh, you don't have this, you don't have this, you don't There's one thing he says, "I'm glad you don't have this because I do hate it, just in case you didn't know." And it is the doctrine of this Nicolaittin. And so talked a little bit about that, and what I believe is that word is it, it talks about it's a uh, conquering the people, you know, conquering people. It's literally what the word, I believe it's an un, uh, untranslated word, that just a people conquer. And it really deals with, I think, a lot of the stuff that we found Jesus fighting against religious tradition, Pharisees, Sadducees trying to control the people, and he says, you're doing all this stuff, but you, you make these converts, and you make them twice the sons of hell as you are. He says, you travel land and sea, and you make them, he says, your are whited sepulchers, you're empty tombs, full of dead men's bones, right? Jesus, he went off on the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Hypocrites, vipers, right? Snakes. Jesus was name-calling. So <laughs> he expressed to us what he hated in the Gospels. So it's not a surprise when he gets to the book of Revelation. He's talking to the church. He's like, I hate it. I hate it. Throughout the scriptures in the New Testament, we see it. We're reading it here in Galatians, that they were fighting against this spirit that was trying to bring people into bondage when Jesus had come to set them free. Jesus had come to set them free. And so it was this deal of faith, 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 faith versus works. And why aren't you doing this? And so Anyway, let me, let me bring this to a close. Lord, help me to make sense of this. Um, and so we as a people, we as a body of believers, um, and this is what the Lord dealt with me. I don't know, I don't know if I s- said it on there or not, but I don't want to have anything in us that he hates. I don't want to have anything in us that he hates. And what I s- what I've felt that came in To the to the church, that even in the book of Revelation. And Paul says it even here. He says, they want to bring you into bondage. And he even says something in Romans where he says, they want to make a show of your flesh. And so he was saying basically that what it is, this, this spirit that would come in and try and control and take it away from faith, it's it's basically because it wants to glory in your flesh. And so it, it it wants to be proud of what we got you to do, and and it's kind of building up self. Um, hopefully, I'm I don't know if I'm making any sense, but and so it's this it's it's a selfish ambition coming from people of God, and and so it's not kingdom mindedness, it's it's selfish mindedness. It's saying I want you to. To conform to me, conform to what I'm saying, because that makes me feel better about what I'm doing. I want you to do what I'm telling you to do because that just gives credence to what I'm doing, and it affirms me. And, and so, maybe I'm getting a little too, too deep, but, but anyway, so this thing, it's, it, it wants to control people, and Jesus came for people to be free came for people to be free. And so the Lord has really dealt with me about this, that because the scripture says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. If me, and, and I'm saying this as you know, pastor, if I come and I say, you know, Gene, you have to do this. You've got to stop, whatever. Whatever it might be. Bad stuff, good, whatever. I'm just, you know. And he does it because of I said it because I, I, I said it. It's not counted as righteousness by God. Because the Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatever God doesn't produce, he doesn't accept. He doesn't accept. And so I can try and control someone's life and manipulate someone's life to, to do things and to be right, and to follow the rules, but righteousness doesn't come that way. The only thing that makes you righteous is your faith in God. It's not your faith in me. It's your faith in God, expressed through obedience to what he's speaking to you. This is why the scriptures in Romans, when he talks about meat, and he's like, who are you to judge another man's servant?" He's like, some person thinks that eating meat is fine. Someone thinks it's not good. Someone thinks one day we should, you know, celebrate specifically on that day. Somebody thinks all days are the same. He says, let every man have faith unto God for himself because God has accepted him. Because it's not the deeds of the law. It's the faith that's being expressed through it. And so we can put a burden on people to have them doing what I say and they're not becoming righteous because it's not by faith. We could have a congregation of people that have conformed to uh, rules and regulations and standards. But if it's not through their faith, when they stand before God, he doesn't accept it. I know this sounds kind of like, ooh, what are you saying? And that's exactly what they said about Paul. He said, like, Paul, what are you saying? Are you saying we, we can just do whatever we want? God forbid. How can we that have died to sin continue in it? Because if if it's just me, and I'm using me for example, if it's just my words producing the action in your life, you get no credit for it from God. I'm saying, same thing for me. If I'm doing it only because someone else told me to do it, I get no credit for righteousness from God. This is why he said for the new covenant, he said this new covenant that I'm making, Jeremiah 31, he says, neither shall any man teach his neighbor, no God, for they all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For my laws will I write in their heart. He says, I'm going to put my law in your heart. I'm going to put the righteousness right on the inside of you. That's where it's going to come from. It's going to come from what God puts in you. And my job, my, my job, like Paul says, just stir up that gift with this, which is in you. Stir you up by way of remembrance. That's what the whole New Testament was. He wasn't telling him, hey, you got to do this. He was saying, do you know who you are? You've got, you've got something in you. You've been born again. You've, you're holy. You're set apart. You're clean. You're accepted by God. What are you doing? These things that you're doing is evidence that you don't know who you are and you're not tapping into what's on the inside of you. That's all that is. And so the the, the religious tradition gets it to, well, I see them not acting right, so let me just make them act the way I want them to act. But that can never produce righteousness by God. Um, One place we can see this at is with our children. And I'm saying this as a parent that I can want to make them do right by God because I know it's right, right? God can deal with me about stuff, and this is, uh, don't do this, okay? And then I put that on them and say, you can't do this, which is okay as a parent to make rules and say, hey, this is what we're not going to do in our house. But I've got to recognize it's not their faith. That doesn't equal their faith. I've got to allow them to have faith in God for themselves. I've got to allow them to hear the voice of God for themselves. Nobody's grandfathered into the kingdom. (laughs) You're going to have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You're going to have to get a hold of God for yourself. You're going to have to be with him, hear his voice, and allow him to change you and conform you into his image. That's, That's the gospel, but he'll do it. He really will do it. He can do it better than any of us. He can do it better than any preacher, any teacher, because when God speaks to you, when God speaks a word to you about something to not do or to do, with it comes the grace to do it. I could say it. I could say, hey, stop whatever. (laughs) Just stop it. Stop. Stop smoking. Just stop it. It's wrong. You know it's wrong. The problem is there's no grace with that. And so you need the grace of God. Now, if you take that word and you go down and you say, Lord, I need to stop, but I need you to strengthen me to do it. I need your power. Right now, you've now you've equated it with God and he'll give you the strength and the power to do it. And the faith to do it. But. But nothing and so this is and 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 church we've got to be mature to be able to handle this because it might it might look ugly and that was the thing some people weren't willing for things to look ugly on the outside they wanted it all clean on the outside immediately but Jesus is saying no this gospel I'm going to start way deep down in those roots and I'm going to work real righteousness in them real righteousness so it's not a case where you're feeling like bondage. Oh, I can't do what I want to do. No. He, I'm going I'm to change your heart. I'm going to give you a new mind, new desires. So you're going to be living the life that you want to live. It's going to be a life of peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Because it'll be the life of the Son of God being lived through you. Amen. There's, there's more to this, but I know I'm out of time. But um, And so this is this is these are part of the things that he's he's helping us with, (laughs) because I don't want to get there. And he's like, you had that doctrine of the Nicolaitans, that thing which I hate. You were just controlling people. You had a large congregation. That's because they just did whatever you said to do, Ryan. They really weren't expressing faith in me. They weren't talking to me in private. They weren't getting this stuff through the power of the spirit. They got that from the UPC or Christian Life Assembly or Pastor D's, which looks good. Probably keeps you from a lot of bad things, but it doesn't produce righteousness. Righteousness comes by faith. By faith. This is why we have, you have to, I mean prayer, you have to pray. This is why you have to. You cannot be right. And and so I do you a disservice if I give you any type of inkling that you can be right apart from having a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you can be right just by coming, hearing what we say for forty-five minutes. Work. That's that's a lie. It's not true, because righteousness only comes by faith. By faith. But if you'll put your faith in Him, <laughs> we sang the song today. He's faithful. He's faithful. We got to believe it. We got to believe it. So um, I I just want you to be careful uh, that you hear what I'm saying, but don't hear what I'm not saying. (laughs) Uh, I'm not saying we just do whatever and anything goes. God forbid. Please don't hear that. Don't hear that. That's what the carnal people of Paul's day heard just do whatever grace abounds so we can just whatever that's not the grace of god that's not who you are you could do that but you'd be acting out of character (laughs) you'd be living a lie you're a child of god you've been cleaned you've been washed and so righteousness is going to manifest in your life and and here's here's the good news about this is when we do it jesus's way it's so much better it's just, we ain't gotta, I ain't got to stress over you. You don't have to stress over me. You're not affirmed because I'm living with, for God or I'm doing what you think I should be doing. That has no affirmation on you. Your affirmation comes from him, who he says you are. And you're that whether I do anything right or not. You, you're just settled in God. You're free to just walk and live with him. <laughs> Praise God. So um all right I've talked long enough but um I I say this for our kids and I'm saying this for my kids and in front of them but and and I'm trying to learn how to be a good father. I'm trying to learn it because a lot of the things that we've learned from our own f- parents it was the best they could do. But if it didn't exemplify Jesus it was wrong is that okay to say can we say there's some stuff I've learned a way that seems right to man but it produces bondage at the end of it it looks good but it doesn't bring freedom and so I've got to learn how to father my children from Jesus Christ the way he fathers me the way he leads me and loves me and write and the way he loves you and fathers you, and look at it, you here you are. He's done a good job. <laughs> He's done a good job. So all right, praise God, let's stay in. Um, uh, so I know in, in our short time together, we just there's I, I hopefully I didn't create more questions than, than answered, but um, want to really try and be as, as clear as possible. Uh, and and where this thing really it it's it's everything. The gospel affects everything, you know. It affects everything and it changes everything. And so I really want, if you have, if you have questions, please come see me. Let's talk because this is not just about this. Not just a sermon. Oh, you know, rah rah. No, it's this, we're trying to learn this thing. We want to be right with Jesus. Amen. And and we got to live this out. Uh, and so I'm just excited. I'm excited about God teaching us, you know, teaching us and maybe revealing things that are a little off, that I didn't know was off. And, and you know, praise God, I believe next year, five years from now, we'll look back at ourselves now and we'll be like, oh, my gosh, who was I? Because <laughs> we've grown. Amen. And so we want to continue to grow. We want to continue to mature and hear the voice of God and allow him to conform us into his image. So, um, praise God, we're going to pray. I, I want this word to settle in our hearts. And um, amen.